The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'll never forget. Never, 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 never forget. I went to a hotel in Israel, and there's a fellow complaining in this hotel, yelling and screaming. I thought the worst happened. It was horrible. Screaming, yelling, embarrassing the, the, way, the help, the waiters, screaming like an animal. I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't want to get involved. You know, this is the type of guy, nuclear bomb. You better stay away. I stay away. I go to the breakfast. I go out and ask for the mashkiach because I want to find out, you know, if everything is kosher enough, person like me, right? So I want to say, you know, can, I, can you please uh, put me in touch with the mashkiach? And now it's the front desk of the hotel. Who comes to the front desk of the hotel? Breakfast nuclear guy. Now he's screaming at the front desk. I was like, forget it. Okay, I had you. You know, it was noise pollution. I go back to the breakfast. I say, I'll try to find him. I come back three minutes later. There's six people around him. Again, he's screaming. Finally, I get close. I want to see what's happening over here. I need to see what is this tremendous problem that this guy did. Did, 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 did all of his things get stolen? You know, was Hasfi Shalom, one of his children, abducted? It's a big deal. No, what, what happened over here? I get close to the guy and I hear he's yelling. And who's yelling it now? The chef is there and he's yelling that the daisa, you know what daisa is? That's not another word for a vacuum cleaner. The daisa, the oatmeal, the porridge, is not hot enough. It's hot. It's not hot enough. Evidently, the way you know if it's hot enough is if you can stick your finger in it. So every time they brought him a cup, he sticks his finger in it. Not hot enough. Screaming, yelling. So I did something that a crazy person like me does. I walked around the breakfast and I counted. How many different kinds of cheese did they have on display? How many kinds of burekas? What did they stuff in between layers of fila dough? You know, there was chocolate and there was apricot and there was this. How many pancakes and falafel and whatever? Just counting all the different objects. The nine types of cream cheese, the 14 types of, of jam and toppings and granola and different kinds of bread. I counted every item that was at breakfast. You know how many items there were at breakfast? A hundred and forty-five items. Ada is losing his mind because one of them is not hot enough. And that became his entire story. Anyway, I was zochet to see the moment that the chef brought it and it was hot enough. <laughs> I don't know if he, what he used. Maybe he used the fires of Gehinnam. I'm not sure what it was, but he finally brought him the bowl of daisa. Sets it down, right? Sticks his finger in it. Now it's like he pulls his finger out. It was daisa shayad soledet bo. Okay? Pulls his finger out. Anyway, it's finally hot enough. Takes a bite and he says, fish. He didn't like the way it tasted now. Do you understand? Do you understand the production that we went through to get it hot enough? Now what's the problem? He doesn't like how it tastes. Dib. Before you turn the world upside down, decide if you like the way it tastes, just it needs to be heated up. 145 good items. And what does this person see? The daisa is not hot enough. My friends, every person has a decision that they are given in the morning when they wake up. You know what that decision is? What is today going to be like? Is today going to be a good day? Is today going to be a miserable day? Is today going to be an amazing day? You think that what it's going to be is going to depend on what it's going to be. But in actual fact, what it's going to be depends on what you're going to be.
Wake up in the morning, you look out the window, you see it's raining, you're like, oh, miserable. That's it, done. Your day is toast. The Am will commit onanim. And we don't need to know what they were complaining about. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. I get emails sometimes from people, they want to complain about something in the shul. I have a rule. If the first interaction that the guy has with me is to complain about something in the shul, I don't bother answering. Whether it's a good reason, whether it's a good complaint, or a bad complaint, I don't bother answering. You know why? Because if the first thing you have to say to me is that you found something wrong before you found anything of the 145 things that you found right, do you know what I know without the shadow of a doubt? Whatever I write in my email, it ain't going to make you happy. So I don't even bother. The famous story goes with the Baal Shem Tov, and it's apocryphal. The story goes about the guy who comes to complain with his wife about the fact that he and his kids have no room in their tiny house. Anyway, the sage thinks, he says, you know something, I have a great idea. He says, you should bring, you have a farm, bring the chicken in. The guy says, bring the chicken in, I'm telling you I don't have room. He says, trust me, this is a very big segula, very big inyan, you know, the ternegol, gematria, more room. Okay, he brings the, the, the chicken in, right? Now is the chicken's running everywhere, everyone's squished. Comes back to the rabbi, he says, Rabbi is more squished. He says, I hear you, I hear you, strokes his beard. He says, the next thing we have to do, if you want more room, he says, is we need to go and get all the goats, bring the goats in the apartment. He says, the goats, there's no room for us as is. Bring the goats, I told you. Am I the rabbi? You the rabbi. Brings the goats, and goats come in. Now there's even no room in the things, they're jumping on the beds, the chickens in the morning, forget it, they're losing their minds. She says, go back to the rabbi, I hate this rabbi, we got to find another rabbi. Go back to the rabbi, the rabbi says, I understand what you're going through. He says, I think the cows need to be brought in as well. That might be the, the you know, the trick. They bring the cows and now they're wall to wall, livestock, okay? They can't move in the apartment. They're jammed up against the wall. The smell is terrible. The noise is impossible. But they'll finally come back to the rabbi. They're like, Rabbi, forget it. We're going to jump out the windows in another minute. Rabbi says, take everything out. Take out the cows. Take out the goats. Take out the, ch- the chicken. All of a sudden, Hadda's wife looks at him. She says, wow. So much room we have. My friends, that story is the story of Mara. You know what happens when things are not so great? Yeah, any. Imagine as an example, you're not making as much money as you want to be making at work. You're very upset. Life is terrible. Then Barmanan, one of the kids gets sick. Don't you yearn for the days for before that? Right? Imagine someone told you we could heal the kid. No problem. But unfortunately, you're going to be making the same amount of money as you were making as you were making before this. The guy says, who cares? Who cares? What HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed the Jewish people is, I brought you to bitter waters. But you know what? Now I'm going to show you a tree. You know what the tree is? It's also bitter. All of a sudden, Now, instead of having two things that were bitter, the Jewish people looked back at the water and they were able to see the water as sweet. Because you know what? At least when I had only bitter waters, I didn't also have a bitter tree. I didn't also have the bitter, the Tarnagol, things of that. But my friends, it's not just that when you have more tzarot, you yearn for the less tzarot. It's that you realize that you thought you couldn't manage, and you thought it was too much, and you thought you didn't have it in you, and you know what? You can't deal with one kid, and then you have two kids. And you realize, you know what? One kid was a breeze. You're suddenly able to see your earlier situation with new eyes. So my friends, I want to ask you a question. Not that you have a good life. Not is life bad. How are you? How are you looking? How did you decide today is going to be? Is today a good day? If today is a good day in your eyes, then everything that happens today will be seen through that lens. So do we want to be the nation of complainers or do we want to be the nation of blessers? I know what I want to be, but the choice is given to each person 
every morning when they begin their day with Modani. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.